Today on the newscast, we go deep inside the largest man-made cave in all of Israel to see where some of the stones used in the building of the first and second temples in Jerusalem may have been excavated. That's next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. It has been a very busy week on the wars and rumors of war front, so on a Friday as we head into the weekend, I wanted to take a step back and focus on one of my favorite topics here on the newscast, biblical archaeology. Now, we're going to head to Jerusalem today with our good friend Danny the Digger Herman to explore a site known as Zedekiah's Cave, also known as Solomon's Quarries. I refer to it as one of the real hidden archaeological gems in all of Israel. It is the largest man-made cave in the entire land of Israel. And Danny the Digger and I went there on the trail of an ancient mystery. Were some of the stones used in the first and second temples in Jerusalem quarried inside this massive underground complex which lies beneath the Damascus Gate in the old city of Jerusalem. Not only that, the story of King Zedekiah, the final king in Judah who was killed by King Nebuchadnezzar and the invading Babylonian forces, he is also tied to this massive underground complex. I don't want to give any more away. Let's go right now to Jerusalem with our good friend, Danny the Digger Herman. So this is uh, one of the inner halls of this giant complex. Yeah, look at this place. Wow, Danny. And uh, what's most visible are the quarrying marks. You yeah. can see them all over you. Now, for the person at home, what is quarrying? For someone saying, what is a quarrying area? It's chiseling uh, stone. You Literally. See, you can see here this yeah. big shape of a stone that was pulled out yeah. and then taken to some construction site. You can see it, Danny. It's almost like compartments where they chiseled yeah. around and took the stone out. Yes. And now, big stones, by the way. Look at this. Gigantic. Huge. Okay? When this was found in the 19th century, look at this size, for instance. That's, yeah, that's a wow. mammoth. That's really massive. And you and I were talking off camera. The labor involved, the totally. poor guys who were down here cut it, carving these stones out. People wow. sweating the whole day for pita bread, basically. For a piece of bread back uh, then to uh, feed their family. This is what they had to do. Talk about hard labor. Yes, but from which period is it? So the generation that found it opened the Bible, as all the scholarship in those days did, yeah. and it's very tempting to link it to Solomon. King Solomon. Yes, let me read to you the quote from first book of Kings chapter 5. Solomon had 70,000 carriers and 80,000 stonecutters in the hills, as well as 3,300 foremen who supervised the project and directed the workmen. At the king's command, they removed from the quarry large blocks of quality stones to provide a foundation of dressed stone for the temple. For the first temple. Solomon's legendary temple, Danny. So people were suggesting that this, this may have been the very quarry that First Kings mentioned, totally. where some of the stones that pr were provided for the first temple were carved out. Totally. And it's a very attractive theory. 
except that the archaeological science advanced uh, later on, and now there's almost a consensus that this dates to a later period. Okay, it how just, late? It just wasn't used. They didn't quarry that kind of stone in the days of the first temple, okay. but it was used maybe for a temple, the Jewish temple, the second one. Herod's temple. The Herodian temple, exactly. Mm. In and Herod's a lot of these time. stones, it looks, it looks kind of similar to the stones at the Western Wall totally. in that area, doesn't it's it? It's even the same stone type. It's called the Meleke type of stones, the royal stone. Wow. Very whitish, high quality, hard yes. stone. Uh, and that it is makes still, a lot of sense. And it's still a leading theory. It's still a leading theory that maybe these blocks of stones can be seen to this day at the Western Wall were quarried here and delivered somehow to the construction and then, site. That's a question. And, and those numbers in 1 Kings, 70,000, 80,000 stone cutters, you can imagine the massive labor force down here, Danny, whether it was the first temple or the second temple. Wow, hard labor, tough labor. Okay, so we have the possible Solomon link, yeah. uh, the more likely Herodian link to the second temple, but there's another biblical figure. After all, this is called Zedekiah's cave. Yes. Uh, Zedekiah, King Zedekiah, the last king of Judah, major potential storyline there as well that unfolded in these very caves. Yeah, the Jews of Jerusalem, when this was found, they developed a belief that this relates not to King Solomon, but to King Zedekiah, the last king of Judah. And not a good king. Not a good king. The king that caused the, the end of Jerusalem, the, of the first temple at least. And to this day, there is a spring on the other end here that is claiming to relate to Zedekiah. It's called Zedekiah's Spring or Zedekiah's Tears. Let me show you. Let's go. Well, Danny, we talked about this site, the connection to Zedekiah. It's known as Zedekiah's Cave, after all. But you mentioned a water source here. Yes. It relates to Zedekiah. Where are we right now? We are in the possibly the lowest part of the cave, almost the lowest part of it. And uh, there is a little water leak, like a little trickle of water coming here to this day uh, from some natural source. And the it. Jews have developed a tradition, not only uh, relating this to Solomon, which we spoke about before, mm -hmm. but to the last king of the kingdom of David, of the Judean dynasty, King Zedekiah. A very tragic ending. Indeed. Okay? And to read the text from the Bible itself, uh, after his rebellious act, the Babylonians decide to conquer Jerusalem. Yeah, he revolted against Nebuchadnezzar. Bad move. Yes, bad decision. Then a breach was made in the city, and all the men of war fled by night by the way of the gate between the two walls which was by the king's garden. Now the Chaldeans were against the city roundabout, and the king went by the way of Arava. The Jews developed a, a belief, the Jews of Jerusalem, that this was the tunnel that he sneaked out towards the Arava. So Zedekiah, he escaped the Chaldeans or the Babylonians. He escapes, he tries, tries to get away. He comes through this cave. Then what happens to Zedekiah? It doesn't end well. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued after the king and overtook him in the plains of Jericho, and all his army was scattered from him. And Zedekiah, a, a kind of a grisly last mention of him in 2 Kings, Danny, he has his eyes 
gouged out by Nebuchadnezzar's hordes. Yes, and totally. he's led away in fetters to, to Babylon. To Babylon. That's the last we hear of Zedekiah. And by the way, the last thing he saw before his eyes were removed was his family, his sons, being slaughtered by the Babylonians. Which also ends the Davidic lineage. It's That's the it. end of the dynasty of, of King David. And this is against the backdrop of Solomon's temple, the first temple, being absolutely destroyed, leveled by the Babylonians. Totally. And these water by, by the local Jews are the tears of Zedekiah, but not for the loss of his sons, for the fall of Jerusalem. So this site, Danny, has become famously known here in Jerusalem as Zedekiah's tears. You see this water flowing and flowing. Yeah. Zedekiah's tears. He is crying to this day. So Danny, what an end for King Zedekiah, not walking with the Lord, one of the bad kings. He ends up with his eyes gouged out. Before they're gouged out, his last sight is his family being slaughtered before his very eyes. He's led away in fetters to Babylon. Yeah. He's never heard from again. But that's not the end of the story in Zedekiah's cave. There's more to see here, yes. right? There's actually new research done in recent years trying to generate more data about the history and the function of this cave. Really fantastic stuff. Let me show this you. This is going to be good. Let's go, Danny. Lead the way. Amazing stuff. Folks, that was one of my favorite Watchmen productions that we've ever done in Israel. Zedekiah's cave, also known as Solomon's quarries. If you want to watch that entire episode, it was episode 135 of The Watchmen Show. You can find it here on the channel in our archives. By the way, if you love The Watchmen Newscast here on YouTube, you'll love our 30-minute weekly show on TBN. You saw a clip from that today, obviously, every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time and also Fridays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to tune in on TBN. And if you want to see new episodes of The Watchmen TV show before anyone else, before they even hit the air... You can sign up to become a Watchman Premium member. Just go to join on the homepage and you can get all the details. Thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.